0: Was it just me, or were there an awful lot of Bruins fans at the Ponza last night? Yeah, we'll talk about that embarrassing loss on this episode of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. You're Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oi. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. Thanking you for making this your first podcast of the day. Don't forget, you could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. And you could get this podcast pretty much anywhere. It's free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher and Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, and also YouTube and Amazon. So check us out on all those platforms. Oh, boy. What, what can I say about that game? Actually, I will say that the Ducks are at least back on Team Tank for what it's worth. Yeah, we'll talk about all that today. And also a little bit of an announcement that I can finally make at the end. End of this episode. I will make a little bit of announcement at the end of this episode. Because this one will come out a little bit later on Monday. As probably usual. So yeah. Stay tuned to the end. Got a bit to say. Okay. 7-1. What more can I say? The Boston Bruins are right now the best team in the National Hockey League. And the Ducks are very much not... The best team in the NHL. In fact, they, they're they probably dead last, if not for the Blackhawks. They're dead last in a slew of categories, including goal differential. Yeah, that's still bad. In terms of regulation wins, ugh, it's bad. It's really bad. Also, we're at the halfway point. I will have a special episode tomorrow regarding that. But just to talk about this game in particular, the Ducks were up to their old tricks once again. (gasps) Stop me if you've heard this one before. The Ducks allowed 40-plus shots on goal. The Ducks allowed 40-plus shots on goal. The Ducks allowed 40-plus shots on goal. If I say it enough times... It's going to keep happening. If I say it enough times, maybe it'll become regular for the Ducks to allow 40-plus shots on goal because guess what? They allowed 40-plus shots on goal again. This has happened more than half the games this season. The Ducks far and away lead the NHL in shots allowed per game. They allowed 42 shots. The Bruins scored on seven of them on John Gibson, who probably... Shouldn't, no, nah, I shouldn't say that. I should not say he should not have been playing because Anthony Stolarz did get the start on the last game against the Sharks. Now, I know I haven't really talked about that game, but that game seems like so long ago that I really got to talk about this game against Boston. It, it was just horrible. I mean, where do I begin with this one? Benoit? Horrible defensively, especially in the first period. Those first two goals, Uh, the Pasta goal, the first one, Benoit and Klingberg somehow blocking Gibby's view, not Gibby's fault. Then the David Krejci goal from the Pasta assist, another bad play by Benoit. What was Benoit doing during those first defensive assignments? It wasn't defending. What was Klingberg doing? He wasn't defending either. What was Strom doing? Not a whole lot there. Also in that first period, Trevor Zegres did get credited with a goal. He could have been credited with two goals if not for the net coming off of its moorings in the first period. Little bit of a lucky break. Just a slight lucky break for Jeremy Swayman of the Boston Bruins who has looked spectacular in nets. Yeah, he got lucky because Zegras did put that one away, but the net was already off, so no goal for Trevor Zegras. He did respond later in the first period with his 12th of the season on a really just nice one-timer, just bam, slapped it right across the rink. That shot looked like it went about 80-something miles an hour, I know the Fox tracks, it's not really called Fox tracks because A, it's not Fox, B, we're not back in the 90s, and C, the puck isn't glowing red like it used to, but it was kind of the Fox tracks, I guess. If they were tracking miles per hour, Zerus's shot was at least 80 miles an hour. It was a fast one. But after that goal, he decided he wasn't done yet. He was going to chirp a little bit. First, he chirped at the ref, saying, that one counted, right? (laughs) Because Zgris was still a little bit ticked off that that first one did not count. So he made sure that one counted. Then he began chirping at the rap. Brad Marchand. Look, Z, I get it. You want to chirp. But don't do it against the best team in the National Hockey League. Slow your roll. Just Just know your audience. Know who you're chirping against. You don't chirp against veterans like Marshon. He knows how to piss people off. He knows how to get under opponents' skin. And that's exactly what he did. Got under their skin. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, there were a lot of Bruins fans at the Ponda. It was very evident in the second period when David Pasternak Scored his second and third goals of the game. His 31st and 32nd of the season. That last one came on a little bit of a bad turnover. The second one came on a power play goal. Because of course. And stop me if you've heard this before. The Ducks allowed a power play goal. Again. Yeah, it's kind of a pattern by now, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Quite a pattern. That hat trick goal though. Hats went on the ice. Yeah. There were a lot of hats that went out on the ice. And it sounded like a Boston Bruins home game. Well, we're at TD Garden West all of a sudden? Because that's exactly what it sounded like. It sounded like TD Garden West. The way it was. Third period, just more of the same. Marshawn scored. Then, get this. Former Anaheim Duck, Hampus Lindholm, he scored. And then Charlie Coyle to just even things up on kind of a little sneaky goal just past the skate of John Gibson. The Lindholm goal, that one came off of a bad angle, almost an impossible angle from the red line. That one looked like it went off of Gibby's mask. So, final score, 7-1. Mmm, yeah... I know Boston's that good and Anaheim is that bad, but did you have to score seven goals, Boston? Really? Oh, I'm, I'm just tired. I mean, I'm, I, I am tired right now, but I'm also just tired of these losses. I mean, yes, there's one thing to tank, but these kind of games are just embarrassing to watch. They really are. All right, we're going to head into the first intermission, and I'm going to try to do this in one fell swoop. So we'll get to more of this game after the first intermission. Stay locked in. But first, let's talk about athletic greens. Now, I try to get a good start in the morning because you know I don't have time for breakfast sometimes. And I wanted better gut health. I wanted more energy to start my day. I wanted an optimized immune system. And I really hate taking pills and vitamins. So I wanted a supplement that actually tastes pretty good and see what the hype was about. So I tried Athletic Greens, and you know what? It's pretty good. I like it. What? So what is AG-1? Well, it's one scoop of AG-1 that goes in your water, and you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. And it is recommended by professional athletes and trusted by leading health experts like Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. And Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. So if you want to try it for yourself, it is that easy. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy... Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's daylight, it's raining outside. Hey, it's going to rain the next few days, so watch out, SoCal. It's going to be coming down pretty hard. Uh, Once again, I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, and let's talk a little bit more about what happened at the pond last night. And I want to talk about that because I happen to have a couple friends that were at the pond, but I couldn't go because of reasons, which I'll reveal momentarily, (laughs) but... Um, they just, first thing they said, dude, there's a ton of Bruins fans here. And I just kind of shook my head at that text going, yeah, I'm not surprised. Boston has always had a rabid fan base. That's what I'll call it, a rabid fan base. And they tend to get a little bit rowdy and rambunctious. I know this because I have a plethora of friends that are Boston Bruins fans, not just across the country, not just colleagues, but I actually do have friends that um, one of them I've gone to a game with. Her name's Kelly. Shout out. Uh, we checked out a Bruins game together, and man, she's, she's rabid. She's such a Bruins fan. Like, he has, Bru- like, Bruins everything almost. It's insane. And my buddy Chris, um, who lives out in the East Coast in New Jersey, He's been a Bruins fan since God knows how long, and he loves David Posternak. And just getting back to the crowd a little bit, (laughs) I have to mention this. What were all those hats doing on the ice? I mean, Anaheim Ducks fans, what's going on there? You couldn't get more seats down there? I know the Ducks are terrible. I know you don't necessarily want to see your team right now. I don't necessarily blame you. But... At least make a little bit more noise when Zegras scores. At least make some noise. Don't let the Boston fans drown you out. Well, hey, guess what? It's exactly what happened. Boston fans completely drowned them out, including throwing hats. And it wasn't just one or two hats. It was a lot of hats. A couple of dozen hats went out onto the ice at the Arrowhead Pond of Anaheim. I'm going to call it its old name, just because I feel like it. It's because that's how I grew up going to games. It's the Arrowhead Pond of Anaheim. It's not the Honda Center. (laughs) And all those hats just come flying down. A little part of me... I don't want to say a little part of me died because I'm used to this by now. But, man, there was a part of me that just shook my head in disbelief. Saying, oi, Gewalt, here we go again. (sighs) God. Visiting fans, cheering much more loudly for their team, throwing all the hats out there, and making the Ducks fans look absolutely awful. It it was, it's embarrassing. If I'm going to be real here, it is embarrassing the volume of Bruins fans that came out. What else was embarrassing was that it was the Bruins fans that went a little bit viral from last night's game, not because they threw hats, not because they were loud, but because during the third period, they actually let out. And I know, I know this was the Bruins fans, because some Angels fans would do this, but this was all the Bruins fans chanting, Yankees suck, Yankees suck, Yankees suck. And you could hear it on both the Anaheim Ducks broadcast and the Boston Bruins broadcast you could hear it on both broadcasts this was clear as day they chanted yankees suck yankees suck now i'm a socal guy through and through i'm not a yankees fan by any stretch of the imagination i mean i'm i mean i'll say this right now i'm a dodger fan dodgers fan first and there's a lot of dodgers ducks people out there so if you're a ducks fan that's also a dodgers fan you know let me know I know at least some of you that are Dodgers Ducks. I have plenty of friends that are Ducks fans and Dodgers fans. But as a Dodger fan growing up, I was programmed to hate the Yankees because it was always Yankees Dodgers. Now, this was before I was born. I never I've never seen a Dodgers Yankees World Series. But my mom um she moved here Mexico, and her team was the Dodgers, she can still, she, legit, she can still recite those teams from the late 70s into 1981. She could recite all the infielders, all the outfielders like that. It's pretty incredible, actually. But, you know, I think that's that way for everyone. Like, everyone always has that one team where they remember everybody on that team. For me, as far as Ducks rosters, it's the 2003 Mighty Ducks roster. I mean, for me, that was, you know, Paul Correa, the GOAT. Yeah, I, I still call him the GOAT sometimes because that was my guy. But when you have guys like Paul Correa and Peter Sakura and Stanislav Chistov and Rooch, Steve Roochin. How could you not love Rooch? How could you not love Matt Cullen? Those were fun teams. How can you not love Jiggy, Jean-Sebastien Jaeger, and Frederick Olson? Remember Frederick Olson? Yeah, he was a pretty important piece for a little bit. How about Keith Carney? Keith Carney was an extremely important piece, kind of underrated in some circles. And <laughs> Hav- okay, Havlid was an important part of that team as well. Very important part of that team. I cannot stress that enough. And Krog. But you see my point. When you grow up or when you're in an area, there are certain teams that you remember. So that was one of them. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Just for memory's sake. But just seeing all that, Dodger fans, I mean the Dodger fan in me, I'll admit, I would have joined in their chance too. I would have also said Yankees suck. Yankees suck. I would have joined in. I wouldn't be surprised if some Ducks fans joined in as well. So, hey, if you were at the game and you're a Ducks fan, did you join in the cheers? Did you also say Yankees suck? Did you? <laughs> I'm actually really curious to know if Ducks fans did that as well. All right, we're going to head into the second intermission and just talk a little bit more about what exactly is going on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that on the other side. But first, let's talk about Bet Online, which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. And hey, the college football season's coming to an end. Who's going to win, TCU or Georgia? I don't know, I lost my cousin. He's out there today. And there's also the NFL. Hey, the NFL playoffs start next weekend. Who's going to win it all? <laughs> Certainly not Green Bay. But also, the NBA and the NHL coming up to their midseason all-star breaks. So hey, if you want to check out all the latest lines, head over to betonline.com right now using either your mobile device or your laptop bet online is where the game starts and bet online is the official online sports book of the locked on podcast network and please gamble responsibly welcome back to locked on anaheim ducks part of the locked on podcast network you're locked in with jason jd hernandez and we got a little bit to talk about. Um, I've got some personal news that I've got to share in a couple of minutes. But first, just to put a little bow on last night's game. The Ducks didn't score on the power play again. They allowed a lot of power play goal again. Same old, same old. And believe it or not, the Ducks are not the worst PK team in the league right now. They're 30th. Only two teams are worse than the Ducks on the penalty kill. As of this recording, the Seattle Kraken and, worst, the Vancouver Canucks. Now, why aren't those teams in the bottom of the sentence? Well, the Canucks are kind of in that weird, like, 10th worst, 11th worst spot. You don't want to be there. But their power play is pretty good. So, Seattle, what's up with them? Well, they've got a good power play. That's part of it. Another part of it is they've got good goaltending. Yeah, The Seattle Kraken, actually, the Seattle Kraken organization right now has great goaltending all around. And this is up and down the entire, I guess, organization, starting at the top. Okay, (laughs) if you had told me that the Seattle Kraken would be among the best teams as far as goaltending, as far as defense, I would have said, (laughs) you got to be joking, right? Yeah, no. I mean, Boston is by far, by far, the best team when it comes to goaltending and defense. It's not even close. But Seattle, I mean, they're like in the top 15. I think they're in the upper half as far as goaltending is concerned. And when you look at their roster, you think, "Mm, really? Not so sure. I mean, yeah, they've got some good talent. They got... A Calder favorite and Maddie Beniers. Maddie Beniers has been very good this season and a deserved All Star spot, by the way. I like Maddie Beniers a lot, but man, their their goaltending—it's just weird to me. If you had told me before the season that Philip Grubauer would be decent, I'd be like, yeah, sure, that makes sense. But oh, here's the big one. If you told me that Martin Jones. <laughs> Martin Jones, you gotta be joking me. If you told me that Martin Jones would have an 18 5 3 record right now, I would have said you're full of crap. I mean, I'm sorry to say that to all the Kraken fans out there, but Martin Jones is 33 years old. I thought, I honestly thought he was past his prime when I saw that Marty was going to the Canucks. I thought, okay, he'll be a good piece. He might be a number one, and he could get them a few wins here and there. But that's what I thought. I didn't expect an 18-5-3 record right now. I really didn't. Uh, part of it is the offense is helping him, but, you know, he's made he's made the stops when he's had to. That's probably the best way to put it. It's not that he's been spectacular. He hasn't exactly been Spectacular. But he's made the stops when he's had to. Yeah. Yeah, that's the best way to describe the Kraken right now. So Grubauer and Martin Jones killing it. And also another goaltender that spent a little bit of time up in Seattle and is currently the number one goaltender for a certain farm team, Joey Decord. Joey Decord has looked pretty solid in net for the Coachella Valley Firebirds. And same with Christopher Gibson. Both goalies have looked good as far as that's concerned. So why am I mentioning the Coachella Valley Firebirds right now? How does this all connect together? I mean, you probably noticed there's a flag right there that says Firebirds, it's inaugural season. Um, Well, this is the personal announcement that I'll be posting more on Twitter today and tomorrow. But for this season... Well, I guess permanently now. (laughs) I am now the voice of the Valley. As one person already said, that's right. I will be the public address announcer for the Coachella Valley Firebirds. That's right. (laughs) Oh, man. It's a huge personal accomplishment to join the, I guess, group of amazing folks that are AHL public address announcers right now. And there are some great ones out there. I mean, I got to start locally. Jeff Pope with the Ontario Reign. He's been with the Reign since 2008. I've I've watched him for years do public address. So I have learned, like, I've learned the ropes. I know how it's done. And I've been doing public address for now six years. So it has been a while since I started doing public address. And thinking about all the other great PA announcers. I mean, okay, um, Callum McClurg who is the voice of the San Diego Goals? Super friendly person. Callan is one of the nicest people out there, and he has come to Ontario for soccer games, for the San Diego Soccers versus Ontario... Wow. (laughs) Versus the Empire Strikers. Now the Empire Strikers, then the Ontario Fury. And I did a few of those games. I did public address for um, the bubble games for arena soccer. And have done it for the Empire Strikers. So, been a while doing that. College football, junior reign, etc., etc. So, you know, it's it's been a long road. But I'm very proud to be a part of that organization. I mean, I'm still going to be doing the show, obviously. Just going to be a little bit of a, I guess, schedule. Like, you know, it'll, it'll be a little bit of madness. Especially that drive. But, you know, I will vow to try to to give the best coverage that I still can I still will be going checking out some goals games I'll still be doing some contributing for Defend the Nest Um, I plan on having a guest for goals Thursday actually I'm going to try to bring back John Broadbent for goals Thursday this week because we've got a lot to talk about and there's the trade deadline that's tomorrow for juniors so there's going to be a lot to get to but just going back to the personal news, I'm I'm proud. I'm very happy to be part of that, and it's a step up. It's been kind of a dream of mine to do public address on a professional level for a while, and to have this opportunity, I could not pass that up. So, yeah, that's the big news is I will be amongst the AHL announcers, joining Jeff Pope, Callum McClurg, Amelia Schimmel, who's the public address for the Barracuda, really awesome as well, um, yeah, it, it's going to be great joining a group of 31 other individuals doing PA for the AHL. I'm, I'm honored. I'm humbled. I'm excited. I'm excited to start with a new team and build a new culture with the Firebirds. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just excited. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this particular episode. Once again, thanks for sticking with me. Tomorrow, Tuesday... I'm going to do what I do every season, mid-season report cards. The Ducks have played 41 games. I've got some grades. I actually did sit down a little bit and gave some grades already. I'm going to do that tonight. And yeah, mid-season report cards. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, it's pretty ugly. It's not going to be nearly as good as last season's report cards. Um, So far, I have not given any A's yet. Sorry, (laughs) just keeping it honest. Alright, don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. You could follow me on Twitter. Bam! No, right there. There we go. At StimpyJD. There we go. At StimpyJD is my personal Twitter. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. My phone is blowing up right now. Uh, you could email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Once again, thank you all for your continued support, and Thank you all for those of you that have congratulated me, that are proud of me. You guys are all awesome. I love you all. Just thank you so much. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there. Please be safe out there. Uh, The weather is really rough out there. And please be careful driving out there. Please be kind to one another. And Ducks, fly together.